0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Pedestal. This week, we are just going to continue the conversation from last week about building the kingdom and what is the kingdom of God and what does it mean when Jesus says that the kingdom of God is near. And so, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I highly suggest that you go back and listen to that before listening to this one um, because it, it'll help tie up a lot of the loose ends you would have from listening to this one alone. And so, I'm excited for today and and, uh, excited for you all to dive into uh, and continuing this conversation with me and Tyler Minogue, and so let's just jump on into it. All right, Tyler Minogue, how are we doing today, man?
1: I'm good, dude. How are you doing? Man, so good. It has been such
0: a good week, I guess a week and a half. It's been a little bit since we've been able to get into here to record. But uh, it's good, man. We've been down here at my parents' house. We came down to visit. Jordan was able to take a week off. So that's been super relaxing and and kind of fruitful. But at the same time, it's hectic.
1: Hmm. Because
0: whenever you come and visit your family, there's a million things that you have to do and a million places you have to be. Because everybody wants to see you. So it's like kind of nonstop. But um, we actually head back up to uh, Michigan today here right after we start we stop recording this and um yeah so we'll be we'll be up there and we'll get the last cuz this is on a what Thursday so we'll get the last 3 days she doesn't go back until Monday so we'll get kind of the um, last 3 days to just rest and Shabbat or Sabbath <laughs> for there we for go a cou- for a couple for a couple days just so she can kind of catch up on some sleep and whatnot but yes yeah, so we're here right now so so yeah, if the, if it sounds weird or you hear some background noise, my mom is is a uh, speech therapist and she works at a school. Um, and so she's been she does Zoom calls and she's right outside the window doing Zoom calls right now, so there may be some feedback of her. You may hear their ring doorbell cuz it sends this like weird uh, sound throughout the house when somebody walks past it, and so you may hear that in the background. I don't know. But this is gonna be fun. And it's gonna be great. So we're just rolling with it. That's right, man. We're just doing it. We're doing our thing. So, so man, I'm all set up. I got me some. We, we we've been doing Chemex coffee. That's been a big thing that we've started recently. Um, we've heard some good things about it, and then even we, we're listening to that practice in the way series that you were talking about. Yep. And uh, he he had even mentioned it. He was like, "Oh, he, I do Chemex coffee every morning." I'm like, "All right." So we got one, and then we uh, kind of convinced my parents to get one. <laughs> and so, so I've got me some Chemex right beside me. Oh man, it's feeling right. So yes, what you got, dude, I
1: actually believe that you love Jesus more now because you have a Chemex <laughs> in your house.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. That's awesome. That's all, You're a big coffee guy.
1: Love. Me some coffee. I'm, I'm growing in my education with it. Yeah. But definitely, when I came on staff here at Southeast, my education in the coffee realm grew exponentially.
0: Really? It was unbelievable. Coffee buffs over there.
1: Oh, they're (laughs) unreal.
0: Louisville. Louisville. Hey, Louisville's a sleeper coffee city, though.
1: I ha- see. I have no idea. I it's all I know. I know that we have a few local coffee shops that are solid. Yeah. But what's frustrating is the closest one is fifteen minutes away from me, and mm. my work is two minutes away from me. <laughs> right. and there's a Starbucks right down the road, anything. so I'll just I just rather go to the Starbucks.
0: <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Starbucks got some got some pretty decent drinks.
1: Yeah, it's not bad. I definitely prefer Sunn as is my go-to here in Louisville, but Dude. because it's further away, I think the closest is 20 minutes. It's more of a once a month kind of treat myself if I mm. want to take a drive. Gotcha. Reward yourself. See that yeah. came in. After, I I don't
0: ever remember it being there when I lived there, but I do remember. But I do know that the the main coffee shop in Richmond, where I'm at right now. My hometown is Purdy's, and I know Sooner Goss uh, provides the beans for Purdy's. So, oh, uh, nice! It's and they're it's a delicious coffee shop. So I would assume that Sooner Goss knows what they're doing so as good. well with with their own beans. So good. <laughs> so good. But all right, man, let's let's jump on into this a little bit. Um, so kind of last week we got to know you a little bit. We got to, uh, kind of cast a vision and see a vision for this season, season two. And then we kind of discussed, we went into what God has been teaching us over this past year, a couple months. And you hit something that I actually kind of want to expound on today a little bit more and go into depth with, because I think there's so much there. There's so much discussion that can happen with that. And we were kind of limited to a few minutes. So if you haven't, uh, Heard last episode I would highly recommend you go back and listen to that it is Um it is it's got a lot of great uh, back backstory behind how we got to this episode and especially the last like 11 minutes of last episode it really goes into what the kingdom is is near is meaning and all that stuff um, and y'all probably hear my baby in the background my wife's in there feeding him right now and I hear him going crazy so Uh, I apologize for that, but let's jump on into this. So just kind of a very short recap, um, very brief recap of those last 11 minutes. You had mentioned Mark and I think you accidentally might've said Matthew, but I know, I know what you meant. You meant Mark, uh, Mark one, 14 through 15. It says later on after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last. He announced the kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. And so that is where you're coming from is the good news of the gospel as according to Jesus, because this is before he he died on the cross, is that the, the kingdom of God has come to us, right? And so then we had mentioned how so jesus ushered in the kingdom of god he implanted his spirit within us so that we could continue in that work and we are called and empowered to be heaven on earth wherever we go right now is there that's again super brief version is there anything that you kind of want to add to that before we jump into today
1: i think you hit the nail on the head with just leaning into what is the kingdom because he says it in mark says it in Luke and Matthew 4 right after he is tempted in the wilderness he's coming out and the very first words of Jesus public ministry is repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and oh. it's, the very, it's the very same words that you see John the Baptist saying in Matthew 2 I believe it is, no Matthew 3 it's the same thing that John the Baptist is saying Ooh, of, okay yeah Matthew 3 1 it says in the those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand Mm. and okay
0: so you oh, you did mean Matthew all right <laughs> I, I'd always known it as in mark okay so it's in both heck yeah perfect
1: yeah I think it's at least worth considering what does that even mean? Mm. And just leaning into this kingdom language because it is it is sprinkled everywhere. Mm. And just leaning into what what does it mean? What does Jesus actually mean by those words? And like we said last time, instead of brushing over them as just some Christian words that we say and can't really translate into... Layman's terms, but really just leaning into and saying, "What does that actually mean?" and and how can I understand it better?
0: Mm. Instead of it just being like a, a an adage uh, or you know, a word, a turn of phrase, you know, just like "Oh, the kingdom's here near," or "We're building the kingdom." It's no, like it's mentioned multiple times. It's repeated, and as we know, when when th- when things are repeated, especially phrases or words are repeated in Scripture, that means we need to be we need to be listening because God's not doing that for just fun. Just adding extra words in there. So mm-hmm. interesting. That's good, man. All right. So, I uh, okay. I'd always known it in Mark one, but all right. It is in Matthew three and in Matthew four. Daggone dudes. It's, it's sprinkled all over this place. All right. So with all that, with kind of, you know, the kingdom is near and, and a lot of that stuff we talked about last week, I want to know for you, like what, Started you on this journey, like how did you? Were you just reading in Matthew and just kind of uh, saw that and made you start the wheel start turning, or or did you hear like what what started you on this journey of figuring out about the kingdom is near and how that applies to your life and how that changes the way that you interact with people?
1: I think it began with the Bible project and their ministry as a whole with the YouTube videos and I didn't realize it at the time but they do such a good job in in majority if not every single one of their videos being able to tie in the entire Bible into the topic or the book that they're covering and I really liked that because I I wasn't satisfied at times where I would come up to a verse or a story that wouldn't make sense or it would make me feel uncomfortable and I would try to make it fit into whatever my modern understanding of reading the Bible and it just wouldn't work and Mm. and it just it became this unsettlement in my heart of this is weird I want to make things fit together So that was my personal journey, and it started with the Bible Project, and just really, I was really attracted to the way that they presented educational videos about scripture. And so, just followed that trail of Tim Mackey, his sermons, the Bible Project podcast. But then, even outside of that, I started to see that the people that influenced Tim Mackey, such as N. T. Wright and others, mm. how can I learn more from them? And mm. there's even there was a professor from Ozark Christian College that came and spoke at Southeast one time. His name's Shane Wood, and all of his classes are online. And one of those classes is over the entire book of Matthew. And he just he leans very heavy into this idea of kingdom. So I think it came full circle with almost the cherry on top of Shane Wood and his class. It really laid it out for me in a way that helped me to be able to articulate it. And of course, Mm. we're all still on this journey of learning. But Shane Wood's class, I think, put the cherry on top of, no, this this is very shifting in the way that I view my life. I think if I understand this idea of the kingdom of heaven being near and present with me now through the spirit, Mm. dude, that's so good. And
0: you know, we've, we've went in depth and on the Bible project because we are, this podcast is huge advocates of the Bible project. (laughs) Even in the first season I recommended pointing people to that. And I was even jokingly talking to Jordan one time and I was like, you know what we should do as a podcast? We should just, every episode just says over and over and over again. The entire episode is just go listen to the Bible project. Go listen to the Bible project. Go listen to the Bible. Because there's just so much wisdom and so much understanding that that, that those people have that, you know, when, when we listen to that, dude, I feel so dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, man, they are at this next level to where they've dove into this so much. And, and Tim dives into biblical scholarship a lot and and just reading people from all walks of life and, and all different types of theologians from different eras. And that's what he geeks out on and ler- nerds out on. And I'm like, man, I feel like I'm, I'm so dumb when I listen to him. But I love that information. And so I take it and then I try to rephrase it because some of it can get a little too deep sometimes and then and then take what God's been teaching me and what I've learned from other places as well and and we try to put it into this podcast and and make it a casual conversation so um dude I love that so with um so you said Shane Woody? Shane Wood. Shane Wood okay so is he what does he he does he teach at Ozark?
1: Yes he is a teacher at ozark christian college and it's in missouri right i believe so i think i think so i'm gonna get it wrong and all of my friends here at southeast that went to ozark are gonna be mad at me so
0: i I think it is because people uh, down in arkansas there is a i worked with the university (laughs) of the ozarks and people Mm. all the time thought they mistook it for ozark christian college in Missouri. That's why I, that's that's the only reason I kind of know that. So I, th- I think it is in Missouri. Um, maybe like Joplin or something.
1: Yep. Um, that's it, anyways,
0: Joplin. is it? Okay. Well, there you go then. Um, dude, th- so that's awesome. So I meshed with you on that mm-hmm. and I'll just, my journey has been a lot shorter on this. This whole kingdom is near mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, and I think again, mine started with Bible project, but it was, it was less direct one thing was their series on um, the significance of seven where I started seeing kind of over and over again how the Old Testament lays out um, especially I guess Genesis lays out the blueprint for the entire Old Testament and New Testament moving forward which then lays out the blueprint for our life kind of and what God's hope is, why he created, what he wants from it, and and what he desires for us. And there was so much in that Significance of Seven series that really just blew my mind. But then it went into the Letters uh, series, which really shook my thinking on a lot of things, the way that I was raised, the way that I was trained and taught growing up. I think it hit a lot of points that were different than what I had originally thought and part of it was the kingdom is near gospel. And you sent me a Tim Mackey sermon on that very thing, which really kind of helped me see what the Bible actually says about the gospel, you know, as opposed to what my tradition says about the gospel. And so Mm -hmm. I shared it with, I mean, we sent it out, sent it to my family, my parents, um, my wife, everybody, and they all watched it and we had kind of a, a uh, talking session and it was that was really fruitful and then talking to you about all this kind of stuff and, and and your your heart and what god's been doing in you i think that you've you sharpened my iron a lot in that way um and so man i, I just i think it's so important and, and and maybe you've i mean i would assume based on what you just said i would assume you have a at least a similar perspective but I think it is crazy important to learn from other people that aren't just our home church pastor like our home church pastor is so valuable and so great and that's who God has um, placed in our life in our location to understand our context and our and our cultural context of our city or of our town because you know uh, Detroit Michigan is a little bit different than Louisville Kentucky like there's and so there's there's a different context. There's a different understanding of how to apply certain verses to our location. Um, but I think, so, so there is a key value there with a home church pastor who can lead you and shepherd you in that way. But there's also so much important, like that's not the only person that God anointed to, te- to teach you. And he's given us all kinds of resources to where we can listen to other pastors, uh, and and scholars, and podcasts. Like you're talking about Shane Wood, and we're talking about Tim Mackey, and we've mentioned John Mark Comer, and you mentioned N.T. Wright, and there's just I mean the list goes on and on and on. And so I I believe it's that's like crucial to growing in our walk with the Lord is not just taking everything one person says one podcast I hope I hope the listeners don't just listen to the pet listen to pedestal and and that's all that that's all the God that they're in taking you know what I'm saying like there's so much more of him so much more to the meal to chew on that I don't want you just to be eating a, a side course and miss the rest of the meal what, what are your thoughts on that
1: It is crucially important to hear from all all kinds of voices from all different people and walks of life and to to be stretched even by other people's opinions or scholarship that isn't completely comfortable with you Mm. because that can be the other way we can go is as we start to dive into different pastors or theologians or whatever it may be people who are kind of further ahead of us in this walk as we listen to them if we're not careful we become sold out that their perspective and their vision and their thoughts our are, are the way their only way of thinking mm. and hopefully they would even encourage you that hey, these are, this is kind of where I stand, but there's also different perspectives on these things. And it goes back to our conversation last week of being able to have a community of people where differing opinions does not define their value in my eyes, that I can mm. disagree with someone else, but still love them as an image bearer of God, and hopefully they love Jesus, And that just makes it even better, that we can unify on that piece. Come on. So being able to learn from people that affirm what's what's going on in your heart and the convictions you have, being able to learn from people who stretch you a little bit to dive deeper into Scripture, dive deeper into different aspects of following Jesus, and then even learning from people who you may completely disagree with, but just stepping back and thinking how can I how can I just understand where they're coming from and appreciate them for who they are mm. and what they're trying to share mm. Dude, mm, that's so good and
0: like it, it doesn't it doesn't just end with you know pastors and scholars you know what I'm saying and people who have podcasts <laughs> like like me me and you before we were you know, before you were a pastor and before we were podcasters, like we were just boys. You know what I'm saying? We were just friends who hung out, who got to talk to God about each other or about God with one another. And we just kind of got to experience that. And so I think it goes even, even deeper with, you know, speaking and being open and vulnerable with people. Who are right beside you in your daily walk, whether it's your spouse or whether it's your parents, especially if they're believers, or or your friends, or just other members of the church um, or whoever else, and really, really diving in and vulnerability with them, which I think is is key
1: is the vulnerability and the humility that you take into those relationships. I'm glad you said that because that is a hundred percent true. It doesn't. That's the good news of Jesus is that we don't need certain kind of credentials to be following yeah. him or to learn from others. But it's funny how this is all coming. It's being repeated again, but we mentioned it in the first episode of you have the spirit of God within you if you're following Jesus. Mm. That means other Jesus followers have the spirit of God within them and we can learn from them regardless of their job or their biblical education but god is moving in their hearts and in their lives and that's where we can sharpen one another we can grow with one another but it does take that vulnerability to either say hey i I don't understand this can you help me or Mm. man help me to understand where you're coming from That's so good. Yeah, there's, there is something with,
0: there is something with just hearing from other people and hearing their perspective that really is so fruitful for the kingdom, because I think we oftentimes, I think it's David Platt who had said it, we often, or we need to understand and and discern what is, what in our, what, uh, in the, in the gospel that we know is biblical and what is American he kind of mentions that and and I think that's huge because it's you are we are shaped so much by our culture and our society that we're in and around, right? And because we're shaped so much by that, we are our minds start viewing scripture in the way that we read it through that same lens. And so somebody in, you know, Louisville, Kentucky or somebody in Singapore could read the same verse and get a different Uh, interpretation of it be based on their preconceived notions coming into it if that makes sense and I think we have to try to break down those barriers break down those cultural assumptions that we're putting on the Bible and just take the Bible for what it is and understand that scripture speaks for itself God doesn't need you to add stuff to him scripture, scripture speaks for himself or speaks for itself. And, um, hearing the context that somebody else is interpreting, maybe mine in Louisville, Kentucky is wrong. And the Singapore dudes is, is right, you know, or maybe vice versa, or maybe it's somewhere in the middle. But if, if I go in assuming that everything that I interpret coming from a standpoint of a dude from you know, central Kentucky, if that, that I'm understanding it perfectly and somebody else gives me a different side of it, I shouldn't be so quick just to cast it off. You know, there should be some discussion. There should be some listening and humility and understanding that, you know, maybe I don't have it all perfectly right. Maybe I'm not the one person outside of Jesus who has existed, who knows scripture perfectly and has interpreted it perfectly you know
1: that's good yeah that's really good
0: so i don't know and i think i think part of it there's so many issues i think in the church with some of that stuff with um with vulnerability i think a lot of people really struggle with being vulnerable and being open with other believers and telling them Hey, this is what I've struggled with, and this is what I still struggle with, and this is what goes on in my life. And I think the issues of those vulnerabilities play out in our lives and because it really really comes back to pride. And so a lot of times we don't get connected with people. We don't talk to people and hear their thoughts because we don't fully know. We understand that we don't know, I think. and, And so as a protective mechanism, we we pridefully push their ideas away or push their thoughts away and we don't want them to judge us when we struggle or we don't want them to judge us when we might have interpreted a certain verse the wrong way and i think so no vulnerability i think is something that the church really struggles at kind of like we've mentioned there's no There's no people that you're doing life with. You had mentioned last episode that there's a a young adult ministry that you and Alex are just doing life with. And I think when you miss that, you don't ever feel comfortable and, and willing to be vulnerable enough with people because they don't know your context. They don't know who you truly are. And so you just see them once a week on a Sunday morning and, uh, they don't, again, they don't know who you are. So you don't feel like you can just be open and transparent because, they're more will the, the little bit that they know about you, once you tell them something negative, that makes a larger impact on the little bit that they know about you as opposed to those people that you've done life with and have have talked to regularly and see multiple times a week. Well that little bit of negative information about yourself doesn't make such a large ripple because they've seen you on a constant basis. And yeah, so I think vulnerability is a huge issue in the church. I think elevating, A certain pastor, like we had mentioned earlier, I think a lot of people think that their church pastor, their church home pastor is the most anointed one in the entire area, which then expands further. And they're like, well, maybe in the country. Well, maybe in the world. Like, I've got the perfect pastor that is the only one speaking the true gospel. Um, And everybody is saying that. So it's like, who's, you know, who's right? And then I think, I mean, part of that is, you know, we're only reading from one translated version of scripture, which these are translations that people are taken to because this is how they've interpreted it. And they've translated it because we don't have the original Hebrew or the original Greek with us. And most of, well, we have it in, in parts, but most of us can't even read original Hebrew and Greek, you know? And so we're, they're translating it for us. And so some words don't translate perfectly. And so there's a million different Kind of context and ways that you could go off of those certain translations and of certain words, and we we cling to one like oh this translation has it perfectly. None of the other translate like even though that one has a different perspective on it, and it all comes back to perspective. Even though that one has a little bit different perspective on it, I can't I can't accept that as truth because. It's a different perspective than what I want to believe and I feel comfortable in this one area or I feel comfortable with this one pastor or I feel comfortable with this one belief or, or action that I do that I don't want to be vulnerable and, and open and talk to friends about this or I don't want to be vulnerable and listen to other viewpoints. And it, I think it all kind of circles around this same issue of, of humility and understanding that you don't have it all figured out.
1: There aren't a lot but, of... Yeah. different difficult issues that we as humans face and it even has been a r- super difficult for me walking through this life of being in ministry and following Jesus and different kinds of things there are tons of difficult hurdles that we're all going to face and walking through but just thinking of how perfect love casts out fear, and because of Jesus, mm. He has he has shown us perfect love, but He has also mm. given us the ability to display perfect love through the Spirit, and we are now called to love one another as Jesus has loved us. And mm. that's one of those things, again, that can be a nice Christian saying, and it can be something that's put on a coffee mug which is awesome but taking time i think to meditate on what that actually means in in your personal context and my personal context really makes Jesus come alive really pop off the pages of scripture and that and that verse pop off the pages of loving one another as Jesus has loved me and Accepting and learning and and trying to just display humility in whatever, in whatever it may be. And again, not letting a disagreement with someone devalue them in my eyes. Mm. Because we're all image bearers. And that's the good news of the kingdom is that in the kingdom of God, we're all equal. God doesn't show favoritism he doesn't he doesn't treat one person better than the other, but we're all equal in his eyes, and we're to the to the highest value in his eyes, and we should do the same, mm. but that is very difficult, and there are some real hurdles that I think we have to go through or leap over in our own contexts
0: mm. dude and it's not like we're talking, you and I are talking about this, but we also talk to ourselves in, in doing so that we don't have this perfectly figured out. You know, that we, we don't, it's not like we're living it out perfectly and we're perfectly bonding with everybody who's around us. There's some struggles that I have there's with people in certain beliefs. And I'm like, I don't know. Um, that may not be, you know, versed verbatim in scripture, And I'm like, well, you know, I'm open to understand that if scripture is not straightforward about it, maybe God's allowed that uh, leeway for a purpose, because this is a this is a point where he wants us to show unity. And I think God left some gaps on purpose for that reason, because if it was these are the if he gave us every situation that we will ever face and then that remedy to it. There would be no room for us to have a say and a choice in being unified. It would just be, well, well, this is what it says. Well, this is what it says. And we just have to do that. And you know what I'm saying? Like We would all filter through such a tiny filter that we'd almost be forced to just, well, this is what it is because this is what this says. So I think God leaves some gaps. He leaves some gaps. leave some openness there because there still probably is a truth. It it may not be a necessary gospel. You have to believe this to, to know Jesus truth or to be unified with me truth. But there's some, there's some gaps that he's left and that's what you'll see in Romans. Again, I, I mentioned Romans last time. And then when it comes up to Romans 14, like there are some gaps that are left that shows these are spots where God has not been specific. And he will still convict people, he may convict you against something that he doesn't convict me against. And it'll never contradict what is actual sin. He lays out throughout scripture what is actual sin, and it's mentioned over and over again. And so it's never going to contradict an actual sin, but there, there are spots that aren't listed necessarily as sin. And so there's going to be people who differ in that, and that's okay. There's gaps that I think he's purposely left for us to unify so that we have a work to do in in unity. And it's not just, well, this is the exact format that we have to fall, follow.
1: Maybe another way of thinking about it is there are no Bible verses about how to handle your iPhone or technology. Mm, there you go. But through scripture, through the Holy Spirit, through biblical community of other people who love Jesus, we are able to come together and discern wise ways to handle technology and to have habits around not letting those things dictate our value, dictate Mm -hmm. how we look at other people, not letting those things causing us to stumble being able Mm -hmm. to look into those and not letting them become an idol. Those are all ways that we, if we take time to listen to the spirit, read scripture in a great way and listen to other biblical community, those are ways I think we can discern how to handle modern hurdles and modern issues.
0: Mm. That's good, man. And, and we're not coming from a place of you and I wouldn't really consider super, uh, theologically liberal, you know, which are where it's so open. We're not universalists, you know, that everybody who everybody in the world is just going to be in heaven. And that I, it, there's no gospel. There's no gospel, uh, variations. The gospel is still the gospel. And so it, it it's not that, well, yeah, well, that what is what pedestal is saying that, uh, somebody could be believe that Jesus wasn't the only way. And somebody believes that Jesus is the only way that they're both right. And they should just understand that. And they're all going to be in heaven. That's not what we're saying. There's still gospel truths that are core foundational beliefs. The story of, of Jesus, the story of the fall of man that started in Genesis and that the whole Old Testament prophesies of Jesus. And then when Jesus comes as, as God, after we've messed up, after we've turned our back on God and disobeyed God, and he, God has then had to be separated from us because he is clean. We've mentioned all this in the first season. That he had to separate us from him in order to maintain his purity because he can't be connected to something that's impure or it taints his purity so he separates us and then he sends us a million different offers million different contracts in order to be aligned with him but we keep failing them and so it ends up he just writes a new contract through his word in body form which is jesus lives that p- contract perfectly out and says now i'm gonna take The punishment upon myself of all those bad things that y'all have done, how you've turned from me and the punishment that you deserve, I'm going to take it upon myself, die because for the wages of sin is death. So I have to die, but then I'm going to resurrect to prove to everybody that I'm actually God. I'm more powerful than death and sin and just trust in me. That's all you have to do now is turn your life to me. Trust in me, Pisteos, believe, but it's an active belief. It's not just a head knowledge belief. It's an active belief where we turn our life to Christ and we believe in him. And because we believe in him, we obey him. And it's those two things that go together. Um, It's not a workspace salvation. It is all Jesus, all God. And we just believe on that. And as a part of that belief, action comes along. And in doing so, that's how we're reunited with God. So I wanna make, I just wanna make that clear that we're not being so theologically open that it's leaving room for the, a false gospel. But, so that I just kinda of wanted to mention that. And so, um, this episode's gone a little bit longer than I would anticipated, but I think it's been a really good conversation. So I just wanna to get to two things and we'll just kinda of hit these points pretty quick. So. Tyler what is one area or practice that you have found to be the most difficult in Christian in Christian living but it's also the probably been the most beneficial for your walk so something that you have experienced uh, something that God calls us to that is good for us to do that has been very difficult
1: but very beneficial once you have done it trying to understand where people are coming from when we may disagree on social or economic or whatever the issues may be trying to understand them and love them in a way that gives them value we've said Mm -hmm. it multiple times over the past few episodes of a disagreement shouldn't devalue someone in my eyes Mm -hmm.
0: and I love that
1: my gosh that's so difficult to do and I work on it every day I try to be intentional about it because the good news is that Jesus is king and Mm. he has empowered his people through his spirit to go and be a light to the world. Mm. And at times how we be that light is different. Mm. And Mm. just leaning into some gray areas and different things, trying to understand and, and trying to step into what the spirit is doing in my life without worrying mm-hmm. about whatever, what someone else thinks.
0: Mm. Dude, that's so tough, but it, it's, how is that? How have you found that as so beneficial to you?
1: It's been beneficial by just showing other people again, regardless, if i agree with them or not we both agree that jesus is king and and we have the spirit within us but i try to give them value and i just speak life into them Mm. because yes they are an image bearer but because of sin we have all fallen short and so because of that Mm. just trying to remember whoever i'm speaking to that person they they probably have some struggles in their life and they have gone through some things that have hurt them. And my gosh, Mm. how can I through the spirit just be a safe place for them Mm. and love them and care about them and speak life into them and Mm. display that same love that Jesus has shown me.
0: Mm. And so, yeah, man, that'll give you a new perspective. (laughs) That'll give you a new perspective and understanding and maybe even help you understand, um, the gospel even better when you've opened it up in that way, and, and just hearing people's hearts, and it probably makes you less bitter too. <laughs> it makes you less bitter and judgmental towards people, because when we're, I'm somebody who has always struggled with being judgmental, especially when I was, when I was a, a false Christian from eight to eighteen, when I was thinking, oh, I've, I know the God, or I know the the ideas of the gospel, and um, I can. I can quote scripture, I go to Bible or I go to church, uh, you know, read my Bible sometimes like those type of things. It it helps you stop being so bitter towards people when you have, when you have listened to them and been open for that, man. And so real quick, I'll just say that for me, it's been the biggest thing has been, um, vulnerability and trusting people and like finding accountability partners and you know because you are one of my accountability partners in in some areas and so I think that has been so fruitful it's so hard to do uh to to be open with somebody and be vulnerable and have them walk with you through your struggles but it's so beneficial and um yeah so real quick I know you got to head out because you got a you got a coffee meeting can you give me Three resources that you're currently using that you think are uh, are helping you to grow in your relationship and understanding of Jesus:
1: the Bible Project, YouTube videos, and podcasts. Mm. Bridge oh, Church. The Project. Yeah. Yep, Bridgetown Church in Portland. They have a website called Practicing the Way. So good. And N.T. Wright, his mm. books. I actually just found a U version plan this morning by N.T. Wright that is called Simply Good News. It's a seven day plan. Mm. I started it this morning, but U version N.T. Wright Simply Good News. Mm. Man, that's so good.
0: All right, man. I appreciate you, and I'll just kind of finish this up as you head out because I know you're, you're running late for that. But um, thank you, Tyler. Love you, man. Have a, have a great, fantastic day. All right, man. All right. Deuces. And so for me, everybody, um, I think so, some, some, current resources that I have been going through Bible project is absolutely one of them. Um, I love and practicing the way Tyler got me onto that. I, I didn't even really know John Mark Comer until he kind of pointed me to him. Dude is awesome. He has an amazing way. He's actually friends with Tim Mackey of Bible project. And so, um, if you know tim john is very similar in just like a a well-rounded understanding of scripture and understanding the truth behind it and the core behind it Um, i'm currently reading a book uh, by brother lawrence about uh, practicing the presence of god and uh, the spiritual maxims and it is fantastic Um, I, i just started it and i've just kind of read a couple it's one of those that you have to slow down to read. I'm just reading like one letter per day. Um, But it's fantastic. Um, Just the Bible, obviously. And then YouTube. You'd be surprised with how much good content YouTube has that's even short content. You don't have to listen to full long sermons all the time. If you set your filters to where it's like less than five minutes, less than five minute long videos, and you type in people like Francis Chan, which I think you can get so much from, or, um, David Platt or, um, yeah, just Tim Mackey or John Mark Comer or, uh, v- Vody Bauckham. Like there's so much, there's so many great pastors out there that, that you can find you can get a lot of resources from without having to sit down and listen to an hour of content. Um, because I know if you've listened to this episode, you've already listened to an hour of content. And so you may not have a whole nother hour to listen, but if you can listen for four minutes to a, to a certain message that kind of amps you up, there's people who have cut and, uh, cut out parts of, of sermons of certain pastors. Pastor Craig Groeschel is very good. Um, Stephen Furtick, I think he's got some powerful messages. Um, but there's some people who maybe you don't under, you wouldn't assume has great messages who do. And I would just challenge you and encourage you to open your eyes, open your horizons, listen, but always make sure you're grounded in scripture to understand, to be able to discern and rightly divide truth. So, um, I don't know. I, I think that's, that's important for me and I, I hope that's important for you guys and, and that you will take this and run with it. Like we have mentioned in this episode. Um, so Yeah. This has been fun. This has been exciting. And it's been awesome talking to Minogue. And so I just want to thank you guys for tuning in, listening. I hope you will take some of this advice and run with it. And um, yeah, so if if you are listening and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I ask you to uh, make sure that you hit the subscribe button and leave a review that helps us to kind of for uh for other people to see it and hear about it and again it's not for our name to be big we saw how that worked with the tower of babel it is not good to work to get our name big this is solely to get this message out and so that people can hear about uh, the true jesus and who he is and that's why we constantly want to point people outwards as well to things like the bible project and and practicing the way and all this other stuff because we know that we're not the only ones who are surrendering to the Lord and hearing from Him, there's plenty of people who are out there and we don't want all the attention on us because it's not about us, it's about Jesus and God has planted Himself in multiple people uh, across the world and so there's plenty of people that he, that he is using to try to speak to you. So, and, so subscribe, follow on whatever uh, podcast app you're on. Make sure to visit our Facebook page, it's just called Pedestal. Uh, it's got the same logo as this podcast. And um, get on there. This is, the idea is to be a community of people, so we'd love to see this community come together and, and really throw some ideas out. If you have any questions that you'd like for me and Minogue or me and whoever to discuss and talk about, please throw them on there. Uh, put them in a comment section or send us a message on there. or And we would love to we'd love to answer some of those. I think that would be very important and fruitful so that we can get some feedback from you guys. And other than that, thank you all so much. We love you. We appreciate you. You are family. Um, So welcome to pedestal. And I'm so glad that you guys have, have joined us for this. So much love. God bless. And we'll talk to you next week.